Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflot, Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review NXT. What did you make of last night's show? Pretty weak. Pretty weak. Not so good, Al. They were chasing a bit of that elusive... A claim that NXT has had a couple of times this year for its mm. in-ring, uh, and they just kept chasing it. Basically, they never caught it, unfortunately, um, in terms of the matches. And the skits, look, I love NXT for being the skit show that it is. Like we, It's the stuff that we get to luxuriate in when we're previewing it. Um, I have no complaints about it, but what can you say about these tremendous stories? Perhaps they've just all peaked. Yeah, yeah. There's just nowhere to go but down now. So the more TV time there is to fill, the more you can only dilute what is already perfection. Pretty weak. Um, weak for my favourite storyline in WWE. <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. It's one of those where it's like, oh, we're getting to the end. Mm. It's like, you know, that famous uh, do fix a blood generation ROH trios match. <laughs> when, like, when there's two minutes left and the fans sense that the finish is imminent and they just helplessly chant, please don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like for me <laughs> watching the latest saga in the um, Kiana James. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brooks Jensen. <laughs> yes. Love Triangle. Um, I made the mistake every now and then. I just go on squared circle. Oof. And you read the post NXT discussion. Ooh, I've never looked at that. Oh my, oh, they take it seriously. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, oh. a, it's the weirdest thing. They're like, oh God, it's so good. It's, what a great episode this was. Everything just makes sense. It's like, does it? Because I watched one of the worst segments you'll ever see on wrestling television last night or this morning. Oh my God. There was a character who we've seen before who is now a superhero. Seems that way. Yep. So I don't really know how anyone can sit there and go, I'm glad this all just What's adds this? up. Bird person's yeah. little thing. Where she was like jumping through run glass through, windows, run through and windows stuff, and yeah. running through a, I don't know, a warehouse or something. Like, well, she was sort of like springboarding off the walls, but like she's a human. How have I forgot this? <laughs> the problem they had with it was 
she's a person, not a bird. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, she sprung off a wall at one point, but it looked a bit like, you know, when Michael, Andy, and Dwight are going, parkour, parkour, <laughs> and just kind of, like, bouncing <laughs> into things. It wasn't her fault. It was just, All she has to do, the second the bell rings in that ladder match for which she qualified, mm -hmm. is just jump onto the top turnbuckle, leap off it. Yeah. She doesn't even have to flap a wing and just retrieve the title. <laughs> Maybe it's like, you know, in TNA with Ultimate X, where you weren't allowed to use a ladder, you had to use the cables. Oh, yeah. Maybe bird person can't use her bird abilities. She's got to climb the ladder. Uh, they should make that clear. Look, I'm, I'm sick of... No, no, no. Like, no. It's like, we should be told that in yeah. advance. I, I don't like these companies just assuming that they can drop dream match graphics and stuff without full and frank explanation. So I want that rule laid out yeah. for getting it. I... Uh, Still enjoyed elements of this show, of course. Yeah. Um, there is something that's made me feel sick ahead of Stand, stand and Deliver. Because you get your heart broken three times. I, I, I said to, <laughs> I said to Hamper when I got in this morning, that day is going to be, it's going to go one or two ways, that in it, and I'm going to be, I mean, WrestleMania Night 1 could well be ruined for me by what happens. Before you're even in the building. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but as always, as we say with NXT, Regardless of you know, like you say, the 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 in ring action or whatever you're 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 holding the stand you're holding it to, there's always something one one show a week that takes your breath away, and that happened on last night's show. But what was it? We'll find out in due course. Uh, we'll start at the beginning of the show because it comes out with well the big video package on Gargano and, and Grayson Waller, and then it's time for ESB. Pretty deadly to convolutedly set up the main event of uh, the night. Um, they're the hosts, of course, of Stand and Deliver, and they say it's in their first, first official act as hosts. Uh, they are wiping last week's Black Suisse footage from the NXT archives where Gallus, the neck-bearded pricks or whatever it was, uh, cheated to win against them, and no one will ever see them uh, get uh, put through a table by Bron Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Stop just there. How's that work? You are the host of Stand and Deliver. Ugo, you can delete network footage from an NXT from last week, because you're on this week's They're NXT. heels. They say silly things. No. It's that, it's that famous phrase, Hamlet. History is written by the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they said, in fact, if we weren't bloody hosts, those two rascals from the main event last week wouldn't even make it to stand and deliver. And, of course, this brings out Carmelo Hayes and our favourite, Trick Williams. Uh, and Trick's like, I did tell you last week to shut your mouth, mind your business, and that's why you got... Table service. Huh? Um, and uh, you said, Mello said, keep my name out of your ba mouth, basically. And Elton said, oh, well, I didn't say your name, actually. It was it was a kit. Um, and Trick's like, mind your business. This is the future NXT champion, don't forget. Uh, we, we talk their talk, walk their walk. And then Elton's like, I'm sorry, I think it might have been a breakdown of communication here. We only speak the king's English. Um, look, you want a match. Let's have it. Let's have a bare knuckle fight then, <laughs> even if it risks the main event of Stand and Deliver. Let's have it. Uh, and Trick says, "Fair enough." Tonight, main event of NXT. I don't know when he became head booker, but still, pretty deadly versus Carmelo Hayes and Bron Breaker. Even this takes uh, Melo by surprise. Pretty deadly attacks them, but Bron comes down to make the save. Uh, he lays out Elton Gorilla presses Kit over the ropes onto him uh, and helps Melo up and says, "Hey." I don't want anything happening to you between now and stand and deliver. Like over a over like a century. <laughs> this. Like, how do people still watch WWE television? I just don't understand. How, if they are not getting paid for it, do they still watch this? The most fake, repetitive, cliched drivel. 
Uh, just why do people watch it? It's an honest question. Why? Because well, most of the time the power's back and it's awesome. Right. I just thought the segment sucked. One thing I didn't understand outside of the Teddy Long special, Jesus Christ, it's 2023, is that Carmelo seemed taken aback by Trick Williams' um, offer, challenge. Yeah. Wasn't the whole idea about three or four weeks ago that Trick just entered such a great babyface performance that maybe he realized he had aspirations of his own and maybe Carmelo was a bit put out by the fact that a lot of people were putting respect on Trick's name. Now he's doing a heel thing to further tease that split. They I can't make their mind up, can they? Change every week. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know if I don't get it or if it, they just can't decide themselves with Trick and Melo especially because I don't like, I still do not like this Melo Braun Breaker thing at that all. That sucks. It's a dreadful build, this. Um, Youngest main event. Cool, Ooh. kept saying that. <laughs> like, what about, like... <laughs> <laughs> banged on about this for years. Like, I don't care what the wrestlers' ages are. It's about the character ages, and these two feel absolutely ancient on this brand already. And it's not this. It's not what they're telling you it is or what I think a lot of people want it to be, which is the dream match that we've waited years for since 2.0 started. These two have been in a collision course, and how have they been a part of that long? And I've no doubt WWE will make a playlist before WrestleMania that will make it seem like it's been written in the stars for them. It does not feel one bit like that. It feels like, well, Melo's got to have it now. Like, it's now or never, I'll get off the pot for him, and Bron's fulfilling his duties before he leaves. Like, it's just a mo- And, like, if he wins, both of them are going to feel exponentially weaker for it. If, if he wins for the surprise factor, Melo cannot get it done. And, ah, so Breaker's just stuck here forever, is he? It, I've, I'm just getting no satisfaction from what I'm being sold as this end-of-the-world type, finally, it's happening match. It's the opposite. It's the opposite, and I've said it before, and I'll reiterate it here. They've crapped the bed about a third or a half of the time. Hmm. You can't sell me on the two best finally meeting when the two best have flattered to deceive all too often. Yeah. This is a cliche of a segment. Well, they follow it up by uh, having a little meeting backstage between Mello and Trick going, are we really doing the whole can they coexist thing? I was thinking the exact same thing, to be perfectly honest. But uh, Trick explains, no, 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 this is so you can... Have the cheat codes. Get a close-up of, of Bron and scout him tonight ahead of your match. Can't he just watch footage? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, it was a qualifier next. Well, you know, I think it was Gary Neville, for our American listeners. Gary Neville was a genuinely fantastic right-back in the mm. game of real football, <laughs> the one which <laughs> is played with one's foot. And they were saying that whenever they watch a match on Monday Night Football or, you know, Super Sunday or whatever, mm-hmm, yeah. that they don't watch what we watch at home. They watch, like, what is effectively the hard cam. Oh. So that they can see every single movement from a player they want to... If there's a player who has, like, a blinder, they can just watch them off the ball at all times, even if they're not in action being filmed mm. presently. So maybe, and I'm defending the logic of NXT here, maybe, just maybe, there is something to not watching it on TV so you can see every single pattern of play. It's a good point, that. It made me think then. I remember growing up, do you remember they used to have that? I'm not sure if they still do. Like a dedicated player cam. Yes, on the red button. I yeah. never watched that once. It was rubbish. It I was rubbish. That, and it, I got a, and it, a very much irrational fear. I thought, oh, God. When I become a professional footballer, what if it catches me picking my nose? 
Right. Well, there's a kind of a big hurdle to get there first, young Adam, but still. Do you ever play on, oh, was it FIFA that like they had like a career mode? And you, play you had to play as yeah. one player. It's rubbish. Like people love it. I can't. I, James done. tried it on his most recent title. Yeah. And he got bored and just decided to do the manager thing instead. You have to make yourself a striker and wait. You make yourself a defender and just sit there and like clear clear the ball, like tackle and clear, or you're midfielder and you do everything. Yeah. And you just like knock yourself out basically. I'd be getting Harry Kane and... just dropping into me. Give me the ball, lads. Yeah, give me the ball. On pre on Pro Evo, mm. you could just make yourself and put yourself in teams. As it should be. Yeah. yeah. And and I was you... 99 and everything, of course. Put yourself up front. I was about six foot seven and, <laughs> and insanely rapid. The Adriano stats. I had the Adriano but better. <laughs> like so, it was like the Adriano, except like an extra ten yards out, smash it in for forty yards. It was, was that's me. That I remember playing that. I only played it for one. It says so. It says I didn't play it for an entire season, but I remember playing on one of the Fifas, and I made myself. And I was like, obviously, I'm gonna sign for Chesterfield, mm. my, my beloved team. Um, but I had it on probably the wrong setting, far too easy a setting. So I was bagging in like six goals in uh, the lower leagues or whatever. And because the game was kind of screwed and it would just say, oh, once you get a certain level of performance, you'll get picked for England. Well, I was getting 10s every game because I was like <laughs> scoring and, and assisting and just doing everything. So it was like, um, so the, uh, the, the um, team going to the World Cup for England will be uh, Paul Scholes, David Beckham, uh, you know... <laughs> Ashley Cole, and Chesterfield's Adam Wilborn as a prize addition <laughs> to the team. Soon as he scored checks notes, 80 goals this season. Ridiculous. But anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, NXT. Yeah. Um, and it was time for a qualifier for that NXT Women's Championship ladder match. Um, just a quick aside. Great to hear that the, you know, the, the sort of reports around Roxanne Perez's real reason for the collapse uh, I've all cleared up, which is which is fantastic news to find out about. So she'll probably be returning in the immediate aftermath, let's say, of this. So she isn't going to be the mystery person in the match defending the be. belt? They're going to have an interim situation? Or could be. It's a good point. Drop yeah. back into win? They're just doing the whole second chance thing, aren't they, next week with all the bloody losers? All losers. Uh, it was Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. Um, and Stratton close lines are down to start. Um, they fight to the apron. Hartwell gets dropped off it to take us to a break. When we come back, Stratton's in control, stomping her down, but gets caught with a belly-to-back suplex. Uh, she misses a springboard swanton uh, and gets hit with a spine buster by Indy Hartwell for a two-count. But she comes back, hits Indy Hartwell, that rolling fireman's carry slam, and nails the uh, best moonsault ever to get the one, two, three. You both said on the preview yesterday she needed a good match. Did she have it here? Nice bit of business, this, I thought. Like, the best thing she's done since coming back, which then means you can potentially put it down to rust if she carries on, you know, especially for the experience level of some of these wrestlers. Like, they're they're going to take just as long to get good in the first place as they are to shake off the rust when they go out for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, like, nothing special, really. There's It's becoming this trend now, isn't it, where, like, they get, Sol Rook has got one. Uh, Tiffany Stratton's... Best means life is really, really good. So it's not, I'm not saying it doesn't warrant these things, but they're all being given spots or finishers that kind of get the gift makers yeah. on the go. Pop and rocks for uh, Roxanne. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, they're like, look, look how great they are. Like, she's absolutely awesome. And it's like, well, there's one spot. How does it look over several minutes? And the answer to that is not always good. They're making a factory of Alicia Fox's. Yeah, with the Northern Light Suplex. That's it. But this was, de- this was exactly what it needed to be, which was decent. And I think from the standard lately that we've had, like, it's a vast and marked improvement. Possible. <laughs> Moving on. Surprise, surprise. Gallus are at the bar, talking about how pretty deadly are behind them. 
they have to play pool, and in comes the Creed brothers. One of them put their flagon. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, a flagon on the table. Unacceptable. Well, what if I, what happens if I have a really hard break? Yeah, who do you think you are? Damages the felt as well. I just I, I just hate them. I hate them. I was saying to this when you were off last week. Like, narrowed down why I hate Gallus, apart from the fact that they're really, really boring bastards. Yeah. It's that once when I was out in Leeds. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of, just an unfriendly city for me. I love Leeds. Personally. I never had a great time in Leeds. No. I love the rural areas surrounding it. <laughs> Went into a pub once, and it was like a mixture of students and townies. I used to hate that expression. It's yeah. if, like, the people from the town who actually live here <laughs> are allowed to drink. Well, they are, except when the Mugging us off. You get like a lot of that in like Headingley, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because of it being such a it was popular, in Headingley, yeah, it was in Headingley. populated student area. Hey, mate, you're wearing a fucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my hair. <laughs> That's Gallus. Yeah. The thing with Lee Jackson is the vowels just fall out of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and Gallus are the dickheads in the pub who don't like Strokes head Smiths fans <laughs> for daring not to be like not having a short back and naughty haircut. <laughs> Especially on the pool table, because they're the ones that don't tell you what the pub's house rules are. Yeah. Like, if you put 50p on their table, because you just think that's fair, like, that's, that's, the, deal, that's the rules I go by. Yeah, they give you a look. But then if you think, oh, I was a little bored, I'll put my name on the board. They give you a f***ing look, because they just won't tell you what the rules are. Like, it, I've yeah. never been to this pub before, and I just fancy a game of pool, what's the rule? And or that thing where you can't play your mate, you have to play the winner first, and then if you beat them, then your mate can play oh, you. Really? So I've never I had someone do that. been in that situation worst, before. The worst situation I've been in is a pub near Newcastle train station, I won't narrow it down any more than that, where I assumed, like you say, you put 50p a quid or whatever mm. it is on the table. Union rooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're, you're next on. Is that anyone with a table near there? Yeah. And uh, it's not what it used to be as well, is it? Rarely what I put over. It's exactly web. the same. Rarely what I put over. No, it's exactly screens. the same. Nah, same I'm beer a... selection with a bit of music. I feel like I had a bit more to it, and it was maybe it was just a range because it's not a great venue, not a great location. I don't think. Popped yeah, a quid like on the it. table. Thought right, okay, get around in, and then you know they'll nearly be finished by that time. Came back, someone had just stolen my quid. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool, free quid on the table. The people who. Take the mick out of people like us in those pubs or Gallus. They're the baby faces. Mm, yeah. Shawn Michaels. But oh, I'll give your head a wobble. <laughs> We've got a... Uh, <laughs> We've got a uh, a little uh, little what culture gathering tomorrow night. Yeah. We're all you know meeting up in the office, a few bit, bit of pizza, and then off to the pub for a few drinks, or uh, in Havel's case, probably a milk. That was Gallus's brilliant put down on here. <laughs> He's mad enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to now. We uh, don't have to now. Whole milk, probably. Stress me out about this. Was that fucking dartboard? We haven't even got to it yet. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. They Pamphlet, IPA, Wilborn, Lager, Meep, Sour. <laughs> yes. So, um, anyway, uh, Gallus win the game of pool. Uh, and Julie says, well, uh, eight ball's not our game. And I'm like, thank God, wrestling is. Darts is what? So, they have... <laughs> they have some their game of darts is also just who can hit the, the bullseye. Oh god, I have so many problems with this. Like, obviously, it's not following the rules of darts, so that was crap. But like, did they make a stupid WWE dartboard for this express no, purpose? It's an American bar thing. A lot of them have these. I hate that terrible dartboard. My kids got one of these dartboards because then they can't take their eye out with the plastic dart. This is in a pub. Is it like a magnet thing? It's the little tiny, like, the, so it's a plastic dart, obviously, and then the tiny holes, yeah. loads and loads of tiny holes. And why it kept bouncing out was because it would hit the ridge, whereas if it was an actual dartboard in a normal pub, it would go in. Yeah. 
it was bouncing out because the dartboards are stupid and plastic. Like, I guess the name of Americans can be trusted with uh, sharp implements after one or two flagons. <laughs> I'll, f- I'll kill you! <laughs> Dart's responsible for one of the greatest sportless moments I've ever seen at the end of last year. That perfect leg. Oh, my God. Oh my god! I'm not gonna use it much on this podcast, one way or another. <laughs> anyway, um, they go. All right, you're good at pool. <laughs> We're good at darts. Should we sell this? I don't know. In a wrestling ring at Stand and Deliver. They go. That's a good idea. Tag team title match at Stand and Deliver. And I'm like, no. Where's the family? And they go to leave. Oh, where are we going? Next round's under Dan and the Underboys. We got business to discuss. Stand and deliver business. And Brutus says it's going to be a long night, and they head back in. Well, all the lads on a drink. Oh, not together. <laughs> it's just Gallus, man. Just bring it all down. Yeah. Imagine having like an, an, a lock in with Gallus. Jesus Christ. You'd give up the, It'd be the first lock in I'd ever want to leave. You'd give up the drink? Yeah. Yeah. A lock in is about as magical as like life gets, I think. A lock in. I've never had a lock in in my it's life. No, just, me neither. It feels magic. It's perfect. Gallus would make you leave. You know, actually, I'm going to call this one. Or like open the curtains of any way out in the hope that they get caught. Ruin it for everybody else. Um, so yeah, we had Tony D and Stacks there. So he's got a takeaway as well. Public used to, I used to have a lock-in and every now and then we sort of like a Chinese takeaway after the lock-in. So having the food with those those beers. It's not like it. Past was class. The past was class. So we saw Tony D and Stacks there. Have a look, just just open that uh Is he there? Normally, you kind of announce it. I can't see him. Must be, must be running late today, I suppose. Oh. Hopefully, see you later, Snacks. Oh. Um, so, a bird person's running through an abandoned building for her workout and running through a window to get ready for, <laughs> for her. Actually, she's not even at Stand and Deliver yet, is she? Oh, no, did she win? She'd, she already, did she win on this show or did she win later? I can't remember. Last week or? Hang on, just keep talking. I'm just going <laughs> to skip through my notes here. No, she's not even had a match yet. She was running through a window as prep for a qualifier yeah. because... Sean told her it was good for Marty. I don't know, like, but she did. She, did she, do you reckon she sort of misheard someone saying, I'm going to motivate you so much, you'll run through walls? She was like, got it. Maybe she was tired of people saying, oh, if you're such a bird, I bet you wouldn't even know if there was a window there. She was like, watch me. Smash right through it and say, I'm more person than bird. Shut up. Like, you made yourself a bird in the first place, stupid c- <laughs> Like, uh, it's, uh, I, the, this was like it's a rebadge. thing? It's, yeah, this was like a rebadge, wasn't it? Like yeah. they're trying to, <laughs> trying to dial back the bird, dial up the person. <laughs> bird. Now you're a superhero. <laughs> you're a feathery superhero now. I don't like this or EDM Tatanka later on the show. Like, pick your, po- <laughs> yeah. pick your poison. I was like, yeah, it is. It's your thing. We get some more. It's got two of them. Uh, right, Mackenzie's backstage with Gigi, uh, asking about you know how she feels about the, the the ladder match. She says, "Well, too early to judge right now. Sucks for JC to be injured, but oh well." Um, she said, "I won my last ladder match, which I genuinely can't remember." What was I... that? That was that the women's tag title match. I don't know. Is that like oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you for, dickhead. Uh, yes, that was a women's <laughs> tag title ladder. It wasn't though. Like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, here comes Tiffany Stratton. Okay. <laughs> I love the confidence you've got going on, but did you see that I just won and now I'm in the match? So now you and every other women's chances just went from possible to absolutely scar a road. That was women's championship. What? I didn't... Scar rude. Scar road. What? Screwed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that women's championship is ma. 
Oh my god. Another Tiffany Peppina. I'm gonna win by climbing the ladder all the way to the tip of top. I'm gonna love it. Toodles. Also, I like Booker putting over toodles afterwards. Yeah. He likes toodles. Booker T. What match was it where he had an absolute meltdown? Oh, when he couldn't remember about a ladder match? Yes. I think that might have been in the opener, you know? It was when they were saying, like, you know, that famous one with Bret with, uh, Hart and the one, two, <laughs> one, two three, three quid. quid. No, Razor Ramon and the one, yeah, two, Razor three kid. kid. And then Vic was like, no, nah, I think it was Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels, that arsehole, could not... No, I was in that. I was in that. <laughs> Give me credit for being in that. It, correct him right now. And Booker was like, no, I'm pretty sure it was Razor Ramon and one, two, three kid. <laughs> like, Booker say would be able to hear Shawn as well. And he's like, well, I'm going to... Like, you would assume Shawn's in both there. Heads yeah, yeah, yeah. Six heads off. <laughs> yeah. He's been on the first day of the job of wrestling <laughs> for like 30 years. I love Vic, Vic, like Vic's growing frustration with him. It's great as well. I'm not sure about that one, Book. Look at this guy, Book. <laughs> <laughs> please come. Please let Pat McAfee come back after WrestleMania. You need, you need to join Chish. He was a shoot, Book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Wesley comes down to the ring, North American champion, of course, talks about you know, being champion and why people asking why he's doing all these open challenges that everyone bloody loves. So he's not want to be a hypocrite. Uh, he won the title in his first shot. He knew he had to give everything he had. Now as champion, he gives everyone uh, a shot at this. Uh, also, he's got a chip on his shoulder to prove himself to the world and to himself uh, that he can compete with the best and uh, deserves to be your North American champion. I don't know what happened with the promo towards the end there. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's going to seemingly heading towards naming the four other men that are going to be in this match. Despite the fact initially he said he'd take on ten. Um, but before we can get there, here comes Dragon Lee. With no introduction, so I didn't know who he was. Um, Dragon Lee comes down, very polite. He says, nice to meet Wes. Came to NXT for the same reason as his, uh, to face the best. Right now, Wes is the best. He loves the chaos. He wants to be part of this open challenge to stand and deliver. Uh, Wes says, this is what I love. I followed your career from Mexico to Japan. Uh, I thought, you know, it'd be a fair few months, six to eight months before we faced off. But, yeah, let's make that official. But before we can go any further, here comes J.D. McDonough. Uh, and he says, oh, Wesley, Dragon Lee, the Lee's putting over each other. Uh, don't confuse the audience, J.D. Um, <laughs> I'll give the Dragon a pass this week. But sit in the front row and watch me dismantle Ilya Dragunov. Uh, Where's what's your excuse? Um, Where's asks what your excuse? Well, what's your excuse actually, JD? When Ilya beats you, so <laughs> it's you told. JD says, huh, "You, you know, you wouldn't be standing here at all if I wasn't concentrating on this other prick." And here comes Ilya Dragunov uh, to make things, in his own words, <laughs> really entertaining. Anything you want to say about this before we move uh, on? Telegraph the life out of the match that you're trying to get dickheads to say as a banger on Twitter. Why don't you? Telegraph the finish. What, what else is going to happen here? Mm. It all uh, breaks down and more chaos, and they all like chaos, so this is the chaos thing. Yep. But they slap each other with a terrible hockey fight that J.D. McDickhead has in every single match he ever has. Uh, before we get to the match... Riveting. So glad you said that, because I wasn't moved by that in the slightest. I hate that. They were chasing me at a buzz this I morning. I felt guilty that, about I this. Like, who cares? I felt guilty, like, people are like, oh, what a hard-hitting affair, and it was just... Spike each other daft for all I give a f***. <laughs> I don't care about either of them. They're both not good television wrestlers. Yeah. Um, before we get to the match, though go, I think, to a break, and when we come back, 
uh, NXT Anonymous is filming Indy Hartwell flipping out backstage over losing. Zoe Stark walks over, laughs. Indy says, what are you looking at? And Zoe says, hmm, not the NXT Women's Champion. Oh! Got now, oh, sorry, Zoe Stark, but you know it works in wrestling. If somebody gets on you like that, you hit that motherfucker with a car. <laughs> That's gonna happen to you. Yeah, who did? We need to find out who ran over Nikki. It, it was Indy Hartwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we're a little bit delayed on today's podcast, and that's because I have been analysing what came next in frame by frame, Sige, and uh, I've discovered a little thing called micro expressions, microaggressions, something like that, where your face, if you if you know what to look for gives away what's going on, okay? So Kiana James is backstage. Right, okay. Uh, Fallon <laughs> Henley comes up, and uh, Kiana's like, oh, sorry about last week, but anyway, hey, tag team champions, don't deliver. And Fallon's like, don't give me that bollocks. I know everything that's going on. She's like, what are you talking about? And she says, I know about Sebastian. And if you just really, if you slow the footage down, there's just a slight, <laughs> massive, <laughs> from Kiana James. <laughs> Uh, and she goes, uh, goes to explain it. And Fallon's like, save it. I've seen everything. I was in your office. Uh, uh, you know, got, got in there, broke in there last week. And Kiana's like, how'd you get past security? And Fallon's like, no, it doesn't matter. Here's the photo of the, the card. And again, if you slow the footage down, Kiana goes, oh, bollocks. Um, how do you sleep at night? Says Fallon. I never should have trusted you. I'm going to tell Brooks everything. Kiana's like, yeah, go on, run and tell him everything. Screw everything up before the biggest match of our career. And then Fallon says, I thought this was quite interesting. You might not care about him, but I do. She wants to bang him. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're going to have sex, aren't they? Yeah. You have full <laughs> penetrative vaginal intercourse. <laughs> At a minimum, there's other things it can do. Yep. There's other things that Brooks Jensen wants to do. Mm -hmm. what, what, what else could he do? Oral. Anal. 69. <laughs> Finger. Yep. I mean, cowgirls kind of yep. adjacent to what they are, isn't it, basically? He'll uh, tell us all about it on, like, the NXT after WrestleMania. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. Yeah. You might want it, but... Exactly, he'll just go, me on top, her on top, bed, both laying down, <laughs> side on the side. It's that Friends thing, isn't it? Like, uh, where's the craziest place you had sex? I'd have to say the end of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, more on this later, because yeah. uh, it's time for the hard-hitting affair between JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov. Um, yeah, they... Knock seven bells out of each other, basically. Uh, grudge match of the ages here. Um, back and forth. <laughs> Exchanging of forearms takes them both down. The dark ages, because it shouldn't take place in front of cameras. <laughs> <laughs> They're boring. Dragunov grabs some rolling German suplexes. The 6-1 line gets a two count. JD uh, gets back up as they're fighting on the top rope and throws Ilya down by his hair uh, and then hoys him face first into the bottom rope. Enzo Amore-esque, yeah. you could say, as we go to a picture-in-picture -picture break. Uh, when we come back, Madonna's got his leg wrapped around Dragunov's neck to try and choke him out, but Dragunov reverses that into a submission. Um, jumping in Ziguri, he gets out of it, Madonna, get into the ropes. Jumping in Ziguri, kicks away at the face. Dragunov plants him, he gets caught with a German suplex. Dragunov kicks him in the head again, but has to fight off a twister this time from McDonough, and they're talking about the... 
the fact that this was what put him out of action before. They fight to the floor, tie up, and oh, bumble into Dragon Lee, who sat there watching the match. Uh, McDonough gets up, cheap shots Dragon Lee, um, and Dragon Lee gets involved, basically, and the whole thing gets thrown out. Uh, and then Wesley flip dives onto all of them out of nowhere and subsequently announces uh, that JD and Ilya get the uh, third and fourth spots in this match. And Axiom later on was going, oh, can I have the fifth? And they're like, oh, no, we're going to have a big battle royal next week. I just felt nothing for this. They were what they were going for. Yeah. The graph did. Again, I just feel nothing for Ilya Dragunov as a TV character. Just does not fit WWE at all. JD McDonough, don't like the guy. Um, and watching them do that mandatory hockey fight in every McDonough match is like such a cliche. It's one of those things that the more you do it, the less it feels like this unbridled, rage-fueled expression of conflict where it's broken down so much and I hate you so much that all I can do is just use everything in my soul to slap you, and if you slap me back, I don't even care to defend myself. I'm just throwing these fists with blind rage. How angry can you get every single time? Such a cliche of a wrestler. I don't care how much he can do things in the right order, how hard he can hit in the right places, how, it's, how he's technically very, very good at this. As a storyteller, I find it so unbelievably soulless. And uh, the presentation of Dragon Lee, just a guy already... They are specialists in doing an anti-star presentation. He hasn't come in as a big deal. They've told you he's a big deal. They've not shown me. Mm. There's no superstar entrance. There's no incredible back and forth against an established star. There's no, oh my God, look at all the stuff he can do in three minutes and put one away, someone away so easily. He's literally just become part of the actual furniture in NXT, and he got his ass kicked in this brawl he gets made a mug of when he gets, like, th the chairs thrown into him. The second he starts fighting back and you think, oh, he's going to do something cool, he just gets flattened by Wesley with that aerial. It's an abomination, and no one will talk about it because there's no engagement in burying NXT for doing something worse with an exciting masked luchador than AEW who get all the crap for it. Yeah, don't screw this at all. Dragon Lee was the best and most obvious example for the comparison to the the criticism that people had for the Vikingo tease and mm -hmm. the fact that he was just a graphic drop as if that's not enough, which it is sometimes. Dragon Lee would have been great as a graphic drop wrestler for this match. You have one spot remaining, and then you'd be like, oh, well, actually, Shawn Michaels has got a plan for that spot. Sorry. It's Dragon Lee. And then the implication is that it's standing in the liver. If Shawn Michaels is willing to just put him straight in the match, oh, my God, what's he going to do? A bit like how Tony Khan is willing to put... Vikingo against Kenny May because, oh my God, what's he going to do? That's There's like an implied yeah. get excited. Like if you, not to like veer into Dynamite, but let's talk about Dragon Lee instead. If you've never ever seen Dragon Lee before and WWE have shown you no highlights, so if you just watch WWE, there's that justification. The point of that should be cool. Like if you just tell me he's a big deal, then I'm in a better position than somebody that's seen him before. Because this is how the Shinsuke match happened. Yeah, this yes. is gonna be, like he's, he would have been brand new to so many people. But the, all they had to tell you was, Man, if Sami Zayn is that buzzing to get this match, and this match is getting this much of a buzz, I cannot wait to see what's in front of me in Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, I had that with Takeshita. Like, very much so. I think I'd seen probably clips. If I'd definitely never seen a full Takeshita match on, like, ever, before, like, AEW picked him up. 
And I, but I, I could infer and I could see from little clips, and you don't even need that for a Dragon Lee. And yet, what they have shown you is immediately weak in his aura. On the match, because um, I sometimes feel a bit guilty when they go as hard as they obviously did here, and you, I just feel like I want to wave it away and say, waste my time, because it was as a fan, truthfully. I know people really like this style, um, but my preference to this style, and I say more for Dragonoff than McDonough, because I just think Dragonoff's got more. If you can say what these two have got is charisma, he's got more of it mm. of this particular style. I only really like watching this when it's against somebody that doesn't work this way. Maybe Walter's the exception, but like, let's say Dragonoff and a Braun Breaker, for example, because Breaker doesn't wrestle like this, and Dragonoff's going to try and beat him with this style of his. This mirror match thing is absolutely for some complete, yeah. like, dick grabbers on cage match with Leicester usernames. But like, <laughs> it's not for me. And it just, it, I just cannot be arsed with it. And I feel like the slap fight is the embodiment of it. A match of this, we've seen so much of it, you need to be reinventing the wheel. Like, I'd be just as critical of, a, like, an empty calorie flippy match on Dynamite, I would, because unless you see something that honestly makes you go, wow, if you're not feeling anything for somebody flying 20 feet in the air, then they're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm um, exactly the same, and I had the exact same spiritually empty feeling watching the second Action Andretti versus Sammy Guevara match. Yeah. Just like, it's so boring. It shouldn't be. Mm. How have you contrived to make this boring? And it's soulless, transparent attempts at trying to get people on Twitter to say certified banger. Yeah. Uh, we're not trying to go Rip Rogers with this, but years and years removed from him saying it, you don't want it to feel like he was like prescient about it, mm. but he kind of was. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Bron Breaker is then backstage. Uh, Mello and Trick come up. Uh, Mello says, I don't need you saving me. Uh, again, don't want to do this whole can we get along thing. Bron's like, I don't want to do it either. I don't want two clowns. And they're like, huh? He's like, pretty deadly. Or you, screwing this up. <laughs> Trick, you're always up to something. Trick was like, hey, I'm not up to anything. I just want you to share the ring with a future NXT champion. Oh. Tag team, tag team match tonight. <sighs> Bet. Then it was time for, well, what we thought, Johnny Gargano to come out. Uh, but instead, it's Big Body Havy uh, mocking Johnny Gargano. He comes down to the ring. He says, oh, you thought it was Johnny Gargano coming out when his theme and Tron played. <laughs> you were wrong, weren't you, you idiots? Uh, I thought I was going to stand and deliver, because, but I'm not because Gargano took my spot. I like how delusional he is. I like the idea that in your imagination, this was Big Body Havy's plan for tonight's NXT and sat and had to wait until Gorilla when they pressed the Gargano buttons and Gargano hadn't yet run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, here I go. Like that. I love that he'd got the outfit made and everything. I'm quite into that. Uh, he says, Gargano's been out for 12 months whilst I've been the, the soul of NXT. I've been fighting for seven years. Uh, seven months. Uh, and to be honest, I'd take Big Body Javi over bloody Johnny Wrestling. How many Christmas albums has Johnny got? Anyway, here comes Gargano. He snaps. He uh, attacks Javi. Uh... Chucks him out of the ring, continuously throws him into the guardrail, and then into the steps, uh, and he gets on the mic and says, uh, I know you're around here somewhere. I know you're listening, uh, Grayson Waller. You want to make this personal? You want to raise the stakes? Let's raise the stakes. I've got a co- uh, contract in my hand for a match on a- that, I- that I know very well. April 1st, Gargano versus Waller. Unsanctioned match. No rules. Anything goes. No one is liable for what I do. Waller appears on the Tron wearing a Candice LeRae t-shirt and says, oh, what's wrong, Johnny? upset about last week. Um, Are you sure you want an unsanctioned match? You really want to embarrass yourself? He says, look, I'm not going to come down there. You bloody bonkers you are. Why don't you hand it to your best buddy Vic? And then I'll sign it. But you can't be. You have to be banned from the building. I don't want you anywhere near it. Otherwise, I won't sign it. Uh, Gargano says deal, hands the contract to Vic Joseph, uh, tells him to give it to Grayson Waller next week, and then super kicks Big Body Javi for good measure. I enjoyed this, you know. I found this to be, like, Gargano isn't a natural playing the hardest guy in the room. Like, that's not to state the obvious or anything, but Big Body Javi was such a good foil that I think they kind of pulled off what they were trying to do here. I like the Big Body Javi moment. It wouldn't have been something I'd have thought about, and I'm glad they put a little bit of thought into Gargano's steaming bloody mad, and he's been stewing all week on this, like that. He obviously doubled down on his rage, didn't he, by having to beat up Big Body Javi first. Waller's tremendous. Jo- always. I, th- I think he's absolutely tremendous. You're going to kick Big Joseph's ass next week. I'd love to see it. I- I'd absolutely love to see it. But he's, I don't know, I just think his charisma elevates everything he's involved with. I thought this during the Bron feud as well. He's, I think, he- I think he's massively beyond NXT, but then I th- sort of think NXT needs him as well because he's kind of doing a better job of bringing on some wrestlers and some of the more veteran hands they send down there. I've made the point before of, I think, if Grayson is going to be the first Grayson or the next Miz, giving him a run 
as the top guy in NXT, mm. really can't do him any harm whatsoever. I didn't like this at all. Um, I don't know. I just... An unsanctioned match. It's a bit like SummerSlam 2002. Uh, <laughs> the idea that 24 hours after being jobbed out to Dominic Mysterio clean, Johnny Gargano, after spending seven years simping Shawn Michaels with his mannerisms, with his really excessively long matches, and now he's sort of being the surrogate replacement for Shawn Michaels. It's like, I just think less of him as a man. Is he going you know I mean? like, to wrestle in jeans and cowboy He boots. feels like he's got absolutely no agency over his career whatsoever. He feels like he is Shawn Michaels' puppet, <laughs> doing Shawn Michaels' things. Like, it's a curse. And for him to just, you know, embody Shawn Michaels so gleefully after Shawn Michaels' best mate treats him like dirt on that main <laughs> roster, it feels like Stockholm Syndrome at the minute. Mm. You know what I mean? I just... Kind of take him seriously. I was wondering what he's doing with his career. Is he's ha- is he happy being Shawn Michaels' masturbation loop? <laughs> Maybe is that he like Shawn Michaels is jerking himself off with this NXT product. That's what he's doing. He is glorifying his own career and the memorable beats in it. With oh, what did I do? That was so great. That could make my great television show even better. That's Shawn Michaels. He's an egomaniac with his NXT at the minute. With the Roxanne Perez, with the the concussion own heart stuff, with the barbershop window, mm-hmm. now doing an unsanctioned match. And Johnny Gargano is an instrument with which Shawn Michaels makes himself feel like a great wrestling legend. And it's honestly, it's pathetic. I mean, ever since he's had the pencil in that dick grabber of his, you know, he's like been able to sort of get the plaudits for growing this show slightly. And maybe, that's, not ra- anymore, maybe really. that's raced to his head. Yeah, and like maybe that's that feeling of like, ah, oh, fantastic, and uh, what's left in the tank? All the stuff I did, one after another, after another, after another. Just so egotistical as a booker, and an uh, frivolous nonsense. Realistically, yeah, we enjoy it, but not for what it is. Enjoy it because it's frivolous nonsense. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Uh, then we got a vignette uh, for Carl Fredericks, aka Eddie Thorpe. Uh, he's talking about his heritage, responsibility of progression. He'll lead his people forward. He's got a DJ table. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, I'll be honest, boys. <laughs> From the dream catcher to the decks. Like, Is he basically saying, I'm not going to embody the Chief J. Strongbow to tank a cliche? Yeah, I think so. But I am still proud of my heritage. Maybe. He was embodying quite a lot of it <laughs> before he said he wasn't going <laughs> to. I don't know. He likes don't it. lead with it. likes EDM. Bang it to David Gatto. Like, that's fine. <laughs> We'll have some fun on the preview with that next week. Uh, Mackenzie's chatting to Ivy Nile uh, about Tate and Paxley walking out on her. Um, she says, I, I, it took me ages to let my guard down and I immediately got burnt. Um, it hurts when I hear her say that we were never a team. Uh, but she's going to fight for a spot at Stand and Deliver later. Uh, then we get another vignette showing Hank Walker's journey through NXT so far. Uh, says he's been an athlete his whole life, but nothing prepped him for NXT. It's been a wild ride, uh, including Drew Gulak, of course, taking him on and then turning on him. Um, says, yeah. How did he end up in arena security? Like, Hank Walker, I've been an athlete all my life. He was in, like... Um, no, no, they get the PC trainees. 
the, the NIL recruits. It's canon that they go is canon, security first. <laughs> I thought the whole day was like, hey, you did all it's, right it's, out there. That's the one occupational gimmick that makes sense. I'm sure they established mm, at some point ah, that right. the young trainees are, <laughs> the, the security mm. guys are aspiring trainees who just have to do this other job. Fair enough. They just seem but so then again, not very good security good. guards. The idea is: is it to well, is it to break up any fights that happen? Yeah, or is it to not let people on the premises because they're terrible at that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In reality and in storyline canon, they've had like break-ins and everything. Then you want to get the car in park there. Ever. <laughs> car park stuff. It's so stupid. The worst episode of Dynamite ever is a hundred times better than any WWE television product from 1999 onwards. We need to re-review the worst episode of Dynamite ever and confirm that. What is it? It'll be one from the... What else happened on the one with the... Wasn't the it wasn't like a terrible... Invasion. It wasn't a terrible... It wasn't show, a terrible was it? Dynamite. No, I remember it. It had a botched but still fantastic, because how could it not be Lucha Brothers versus Page and Omega match? The actual Young Bucks SCU main event was just this great sprint. Um... There was some other stuff on there that was good. It was Chris Jericho, Jungle Boy's 10 minutes. Like, wasn't, oh, there a, yeah. wasn't there a stinker? Like, after Tony Khan fixed everything on that January 1st one, it was like a very early, I know, like, early 2022. The week after, the week after, it was Luther's debut. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it was really quite That's good. Probably what I'm thinking of then. Um, the One of the worst Dynamites ever was the Malachi Black Brock Anderson main event Dynamite. Yeah. Or... Uh, one of the ones after Double or Nothing 2021, where it's oh. like, oh my God, the power's back, fans are back. And cheeseburgers and Mark Henry and Andrade in the same segment. Yeah. The Saturday run. Yeah. Uh, anyway, walk to Better than any episode of WWE television after 1998. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Rory's Triple X. Really enjoyed that show. Yeah, same. But oh, 1000. Yeah, it's about, there's about two contenders <laughs> yeah, yeah. at best. Uh, three hours a week. Yeah, thirty years. Uh, I think it's a big out too <laughs> from thirty years. So um, anyway, he says guys like Drew Gulak and Jared Dempsey. Uh, they say he's not cut out for this, but he's going to prove them wrong. He's not changing who he is. He's evolving. That's what NXT is all about. And Gulak and Dempsey are watching. And Gulak goes, <laughs> "That's cute." Dempsey's like, "That's one way to look at it." And Gulak says, "The mentor can open the door, but you have to walk through." And that's why Walker's always just going to be just another guy. No offense, I don't care about a single thing in this. No, I uh, I wrote <laughs> I wrote about Drew Gulak and Evolve the other day for a uh, list you can read on that website at the moment um, about weird reasons wrestlers hate each other and Drew Gulak and Cody Rhodes. Do you know this one? Like it oh, was I sort of half yeah, heard you and yeah. talking about this when you got in. It's Johnny Gargano's last night in Evolve and Cody had not long been on the Indies, so they're all just at the gimmick table selling the t-shirts, etc. And then somebody brings over some pizza. And it's like, pizza for Johnny Gargano's last night, etc. And Drew Gulak's being like, Mr. Serious Wrestler. And Cody's about to eat a slice of pizza. And I think like, he just gives it to a fan instead. Because I was like, oh, well, free pizza. And Cody's like, yeah, you can have mine, whatever. And then uh, Drew Gulak's like, oh, give him pizza away to get over. Is that how it works around here, is it, Cody? And Cody's like, right, you're on my list forever. Really? Yeah, like, he just... <laughs> Just he's doing everything he can to ingratiate himself to the scene. This like stern faced arsehole is trying to like pie him off early doors. We eat gruel in this old evolve. <laughs> God damn it. You should learn like a taste of it. Maybe I want to get a slightly nicer gruel for everybody. No, learn like the taste of the bad gruel, Cody. <laughs> Just like a mattress. <laughs> um, <laughs> then it was time. Gruel do like. <laughs> 
Uh, then it's time for Bird Person versus Ivy Nile. Who grew like? <laughs> That's better. Yeah! <laughs> 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 uh, Ivy Nile did have a bird person in a sleep. I love that. <laughs> True gruel. How have we gone years watching his bang average three and a quarter star matches and not called him gruel? Thank you for my gruel. <laughs> Can I have some more? You want more? Here's the Evolve Archive on the network. Now you're, now you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> can I just watch that opener he had with Daniel Bryan instead, please? Man, Grulak can really go. Who was he wrestling? Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Figures. Uh, at one point in this match, Niall had uh, Bird Person caught in a sleeper, um, but she uh, Bird Person flies off the ropes to uh, flip over Ivy Niall. Uh, German suplex, big roundhouse kick, one, two, three, bird person's in the ladder match, but she can't fly. Not bad at all, is Aye, decent. I can't remember anything about it because it was a WWE TV match. It's nearly, it's approaching 12 hours after I watched it, <laughs> but I remember it being not <laughs> bad at all. Uh, Fallon Henley's walking backstage, and then I wrote flashbang. In <laughs> <laughs> I've written that down as well. Hang on, I've got to find this because there's some things on there. You know, there. Alan Henley's walking backstage. The dankest button we've got. Like, I know. Like there's a, a bit here where, like, there's some shouting, and then it's meant to be like, oh, God, flashbang, I'm confused. I got attacked. <laughs> But it reminded me of, like, someone accidentally turned... Oh, t- turn the bloody wrong lights on here. He'll turn that off. And then, do you remember those? I don't know what they were called. I want to say poppers, but I think that's the wrong word. They used to throw them in the street, and when they hit the street, they'd make a little... Firecrackers. Yeah. But, like, not ones you... Like, bangers, 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 bangers. Yeah. We're not talking about them, Taz. Like, these are actually bangers. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. the loud noise. We still noise. get them for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. The kids go there. Well, it's a tradition, an hour Christmas. One of them. That after um, the Christmas dinner, mm. and, like the kids eat, like calm down a bit, just to lull them gently. Well, well, indoor fireworks. You seen this? You heard about this? No. I've never done indoor fireworks. Indoor fireworks. Basically, it's like a, uh, different derivations of sparklers. Right. Are like there's sometimes like the things that like just glow a bit. Uh-huh. It's like magnesium. You know the magnesium thing in chemistry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, it's that, but like they hide it in an indoor firework. Uh-huh. And there's you know that. Early South Park episode with the, the snake. Yeah. You can get them and they just go, it's like a big snake. It's like, oh, class. I'll, every single year, I'm like, I'll get amazed by That's it. That's one of the things I've only ever seen on South Park and not imagine, not yeah. dare imagine that they'd be real because it looks so fun on South Park. Indoor fireworks for the office. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever seen uh, the clip recently of that YouTuber, Speed? Who uh, I'm not, I'm not six. Lit a, uh, <laughs> lit a fire. Lit, YouTube. Lit a. Uh, a uh, Pikachu-themed firework that was for outdoors in his bedroom. No, but when we finish recording... Yeah, we'll watch, yeah. watch that in a bit. It's, it's well worth a watch. Um, oh, yeah, so they attack uh, Fallon Henley, uh, but who should come to the rescue but her tag team partner and fellow champion, Kiana James, uh, and officials get in there. I rewatched this just for the bit with... Uh, uh, Isla Dawn getting taken away. Well, I was going like, <laughs> get your hands up here! Good sir! <laughs> And uh, Kiana's like, you okay, Fallon? And she's like, oh, yeah, but what are we going to do? 
And they're like, well, we, I, you can't tell Brooks. It's going to have to come from me. And I was like, oh, there's your hook for next week. I'm probably not going to get the chance to preview Stand and Deliver. Uh, uh, oh, yes. No, 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 probably not. But we'll talk about it a bit on next week's preview for NXT, I suppose. I might forget what's just popped into my okay. head. I'll come up with an alternate scenario. We'll just debate everything that could happen. I think what's going to happen is that live in LA, it's going to be this match. And... The uh, the tag champs are going to lose, and then there's going to be this fight. Finally, it's going to be Fallon and Kiana. Post-match, something's going to happen. Out comes Jensen, and he's like, I can't stand to see the love of my life get hurt. Okay? Oh, my God. And then he's, Kiana James is going to say, look, I shouldn't have cheated on you with Sebastian. It seems very, very obvious that this is not some it's just be having it off with Sebastian and then Von Schagner Von Schagner <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> equalizer I can't believe it it's like that Steve Bruce one aye uh, 2011 that was really Asamoah Jan off his titties yes behind that goal and then uh, <laughs> and then he's gonna like say look I've been so blind about what's been happening in front of my very eyes. That yes. draws the confession confession from Kiana James saying, look, yeah, I have been cheating on you, Brooks. I'm sorry, but give me another chance. I aren't talking to you, Kiana. Oh, my God. Fallon, in front of my eyes the whole time, the love of my life was right there waiting for me. And I want to get down on one knee. Then I'm going to get down on both <laughs> knees. And I'm going to lick that sucker out. Uh, backstage, with your permission, of course. <laughs> I thought it was WrestleMania that was going Hollywood. <laughs> this is cinema. But that's what I, I, was, have, that's how it, I have Fallon for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got the will board it. <laughs> Very good. But that's how it's going to be. He's yeah. going to <laughs> seemingly direct his, it's been under my nose the whole time. Just like Sebastian's cock was under yours. <laughs> and, and, and into your mouth. Fallon, I love you, but I, I was going to tell, it, it looks like I'm saying I love you to Keanu in spite of everything, but actually Fallon, it's you. What's Brog's got to say about all this? See. <laughs> Well, he's, a, he's a missing ingredient from this incredible well, moment, isn't Well, it? you know how Dave Meltzer reported that there's plans to do stuff with the Bloodline saga <laughs> between <laughs> WrestleMania 39 and 40, with yeah. they're probably incorporating Jay versus Roman. Well, they're going to have a plan for this saga as well. At some point, Jensen is going to be at it like a rabbit with um, Fallon yeah. mm. for like the next weeks. I can't believe this. Shaggin's grey <laughs> and they're in love and they're going to be doing it all the time increasingly this will isolate Briggs Briggs yeah. yeah and he's going to start to resent being a third wheel and then he's going to turn on Jensen and ever since you got your hole you forgot about me what's more important my dumb ass <laughs> or her you know her body or oh, that Jezebel yeah <laughs> That's how that's and I mean, yeah. scene. Show that never ends in it. So you gotta have the you gotta have something yeah. even if it breaks your heart. Yeah. 
Love it. Uh, Wesley's walking backstage, and the cameraman starts asking him questions. Where's this come from? Suddenly the cameraman <laughs> starts asking questions, but okay. Wesley's like, he's asking me. It's invisible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he say, they say, oh, who do you think's going to win? Or who do you want? Or who do you think's going to win the Battle Royal? He says, I don't know, but I'll be excited to watch. And then he has to walk down the... Corridor of Competitors. <laughs> he has to walk down the Corridor of Competitors. Because um, Jinder Mahal, Dijak, and Dabba Kate all walk up and go, I'll see you standing in the liver. And I was like, was that a good... What are they all doing there? <laughs> Can we do a bit of inside baseball here? Yeah, yeah, yeah go Told on. us uh, to follow us <laughs> upstairs <laughs> to the podcast studio, did Wilborn about five minutes before you we recorded, and that was, yeah. <sighs> you could have did it live. <laughs> can't, 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 I don't know how to set up the echo, so. Let's have another one. Okay. Again. Wesley had to walk down the... Corridor of Competitors. Yeah, actually, yeah, you were saying that, like, Stax was taking a while getting on to you today, so he obviously had a bit of time to kill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then it was time for, I should have <sighs> saved Yekko for this, The Great Debate. <laughs> oh, God. With Blake Howard hosting. Who's that? No, was that? I'll tell you what, you talk about this absolute drivel that I couldn't even like on an ironic level, and I'll <laughs> Google who Blake Howard is. Okay. Uh, so uh, the great debate, of course, Hamlet is a series of one-on-one debates in an auditorium, completely split down the middle between JSU students and cult members. Yep. Um, so the first two are Robbie Fowler and Duke Bloody Hudson, and Blake asks how they approach inclusion. Uh, and yeah, Robbie says, uh, Reed Fowler says, togetherness is a founding principle of. Did you hear me? He says, Ava, no surname, it's the Rock's daughter. Um, present, prevent, presented Duke with a gift and we're going to welcome him with open arms uh, and Duke said yeah she did give me a mask I uh, not really prepared for this <laughs> I don't know university's got passion a sense of belonging I suppose it's nice to um, nice to feel included I guess and he sort of shuffles back to his seat and Andre Chase brilliantly goes Duke what the f*** was that <laughs> <laughs> Blake Howard was simply uh, Blake Chadwick, a commentator on the Indies who's now going by the name of Blake Howard, and he was um, hired by WWE earlier this year, and he's a full-time member of the broadcast team, so welcome. Welcome. Um, then it's uh, Thea Hale of Choo-Choo uh, and Ava, no surname, it's The Rock's daughter. Um, they're next. How does the group make you feel safe? Ava spouts some bollocks about being the jism's tree or whatever. Uh, Chase U pretends to be safe, but the schism has a wall against negativity. And then Thea Hale comes through with a, a really rather fast speech, but uh, well prepared. Good. A plus. Webster's Dictionary defines safety as blah, 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 blah. Uh, she's learned healing connections from Chase U. Uh, the schism uh, brainwash you believing in safety. Um, that's hazardous to the mind, body, and soul. And quite rightly, a round of applause for her after this. Chase says, where the hell did that come from? She says, I don't know, I blacked out. I can't like that bit. It's the only bit of this I liked. Then it was time for the uh, two big dogs, uh, Andre Chase <coughs> and Joe Gacy. Uh, and they're asked how prepared their, the other members of their team basically are. Or what, I don't know what for, but just generally, I suppose. Um, and Andre Chase goes to answer, but Joe Gacy cuts him off. He says, your, your team aren't prepared. You've got a marble-mouthed doubter and a reprogrammed wind-up toy. Tally the scores, mate. But 
before you can do that. Tyler Beat wants to belatedly throw his hat into the ring. And so, thankfully, the next member of the team, Mick Jagger, is there. And uh, Blake says, sum up your group. And Jagger goes, simple. Four roots and all the creepy bastards go, entry. And Bate does this rousing, uh, inspirational locker room speech you'd see on douchebag movies from back (laughs) in the day. Uh, Takes a lot to succeed in NXT, including a big, strong, open mind, because he's a big, strong boy. Um, Chase U is a place for people to thrive. The growth of Chase U is the growth of NXT, and that's the something that Chisholm has never and will never achieve. Uh, and it's, it basically gets to Tyler Bate and Andre Chase challenging the Gizim uh, to a four-person mixed tag match at Stand and Deliver. Joe Gacy just goes, no, you've got nothing to offer me. We fought in singles competitions. We fought in, like, six-man matches. Why would I bother with all this? And they go to leave, and then Duke Hudson, this is the point that took my breath away. I audibly gasped watching this this morning and said, no, you didn't. What, ask Anna Louise, watch, <laughs> what, sorry, what have you done, Duke? Because he says, we'll put up the school. <gasps> the winner gets the control of Chase U. Gacy accepts, and there's there's looks between everyone here. It's like the worst college movie ever. It's like the worst college movie ever. Uh, this was piss poor, apart from uh, Thea Hill saying she blacked out, which I thought was pretty funny. But I think it was effective, because I can't wait for the match. Okay. I've watched a college movie where one of the gags is the Philip... Donuts or the, um, it's uh, hot, uh, yeah, cream things. I think it pastries was. with dog cum. Yeah, mm. Van Wilder. Van, Van, Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Van Wilder. <laughs> party liaison. And uh, I think the best parties are spontaneous. Actually, I don't know how to write. I'll bloody rare. Second year, was organised. Bloody great. <laughs> best nights of my life though. Uh, so we go back to the pub, and boy, have they had a night. There's a chair turned over. Uh, Gallus, Creeper. Some hair slightly askew and a slightly, and one button undone on a shirt. It's been wild. The bloody triangles are Oh, anything. God. <laughs> you never had a drink before? What are you? What are they doing? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, look, look, make this look really like it's been something you, you almost don't want to be a part of. It's like green. Put a dart that. behind your ear. Greeting your guests at house party with a lampshade already on your head. Yeah. Welcome, good evening. <laughs> Bit mad here. Don't have, have to be mad at drink here, but it helps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're all, oh, bloody hell. And uh, Tony says, oh, boy, look at the time. It's been great, but me and Stax have got a thing we got to take care of. Stax says, nice place you got, though. <laughs> I need a broom. Terrible Stax impression. Rubbish. You're bad at that. Uh, and Julius Creed's like, don't you know a cleaning service? Mafia boys. <laughs> Tony says, oh, I mean we do, but not the one you're thinking of. More admitting murder on, on <laughs> yeah. TV. <laughs> Brutus says, uh, oh, it's been fun. And Wolfgang struggles to get out. Oh, well, why has it got to end? There's always that one person. You're like, come on, boys. And of course, it it's Wolfgang. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the personality, but other than how much he can drink. Yeah. It's an absolute boring. Why are you on telly, man? 
Barry from the pub. Yeah. Then now forever. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got what they came for is the answer. Uh, and uh, Coffee says, let's bring this fun to stand and deliver. And we'll have ourselves a triple threat. And don't forget to top, tip the bartender. Oy. Terrible. Cringeworthy. Absolutely terrible. But you get your match. Yeah. You know, that's the, um, you, I, get, I, you I get your split. I thought it was going to be like a pub fight. When they said, oh, let's take this fun to stand and deliver. I don't think that's the case. No, it's going to be a three and a quarter Straight star. up triple threat. Three, three and a quarter star triple threat match. <laughs> oh, I was hoping they were going to bring that brilliant pub that they built backstage out in front of the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With all, what, three pieces of I love how everything falls apart. I can't do that. It looked rubbish. We'll do it in the first place. <laughs> Sean Michaels. Jerk. Uh, Arrogant jerk. So there we have it, Yes. Tony D and Stax, the family, could be tag team champions. Mm -hmm. Stand and deliver. So could Tiffany Stratton. She could be women's champion. And Chase, you could have. And again, the all, all the opposites could happen. And uh, my weekend could be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, hey, guys. Hi, Stax. Feeling a bit rough, oh, are we? Oh, my God. You should have seen what we got up to. There was... Chair slightly excused. <laughs> Shut up, you. Uh, you got the same watch as Wilborn? Oh, indeed. Two for one. <laughs> Why did you take Wilborn's watch? Wilborn, not for my personal uh, space. He said he needed it for okay. the work purposes right. to make sure he took his plane on time. I said, Shut up, you. Uh, so you're off. What's the deal? Were you off? Oh. What's he drinking? Just what's he drink of choice? I call it the Godfather. What's in what's it? What's in it? There is actually a cocktail called the Godfather, yeah. What's in that, Cedric? Maybe it's just one specific to the uh, Longship Pub in Heaven. Uh, just Jack Daniels and uh, Coke and one more thing to make it not a Jack and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's made with uh, whiskey and amaretto. Uh, blended right, scotch is the classic choice, although some people choose to use a single malt or even bourbon. The latter makes a fine drink, but one features bourbon Baking spice notes rather than scotches, hallmark of flavors of honey, heather, and soft smoke. So it was a good guess, yeah. then. Yeah. Pretty, pretty spot on there, Sage. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's, oh, wait a second. It's time to play the game! Did you boys, uh, someone snitched to me, play a game about what I was going to say the deal with? Yes. Gonna be? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just having a joke. We were just having a bit of laugh in the office, Stacks. Don't hurt us. But, like, what? Didn't realize Stax could use the buttons. That's yeah, taking things yeah, to another yeah. level. There, we were just talking in the office earlier. We we're trying to guess what the theme of your jokes would yeah. be, and we th and then we arrived at, or at least I did, alcohol slash pubs. Pubs felt right. Close. What's the deal with hangovers, Sid? Uh, ah, right, hangover. Yeah. I don't know the exact science behind this, unfortunately. Um, but the deal with hangovers is that if you consume a lot of alcohol, um. Particularly, I find over like a short, intense period, rather than day drinking, which I'm usually quite all right after, um, you just feel really worse for wear. I think it's got something to do with your hydration levels, um, but you get a headache, sense of lethargy, um, profound levels of hunger. Yeah. And intense anxiety and shame. Yeah. I, what? Oh my, someone I used to know, and I hate her for it. I really hate it for it because I never used to get that until people, till someone told me it was a thing. She labeled it the guilty feeling. 
And I never had that until she, in now I just feel like, I just talk a load of crap. Mm. Was I that much of an arsehole? So that is an attendant symptom of a hangover. And, you know, the, people say there's cures, uh, like fast food, uh, you know, uh, Blend of paracetamol, paracetamol and ibuprofen. Nothing works other than endure the day and have a good night's sleep. That is a deal with hangover stocks. Thanks, Sige. Uh, you know, some people say you can counteract a uh, hangover by drinking non-alcoholic beer. But I always say that uh, drinking non-alcoholic beer is like using a vibrator with no batteries. Sure, it fills you up, but with none of the buzz, huh? Ah! <laughs> Fiddle blue for the dance, huh? <laughs> three jokes, three questions, three jokes for you, Sitch. What did the ghost say <laughs> when it woke up with a bad hangover? It's, it's got to be something to do with spirits, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. So what did the ghost say when he woke up with a... Um, I had too many spirits. Yeah. I had too many spirits. Probably better than the actual punchline here. <laughs> What did the ghost say when it woke up with a bad hangover? Oh, boy. I really need to lay off the booze. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. What do you call a hangover, Hamflick? Question joke, question joke number two. What do you call a hangover when you're alone in Spain? Picture that. Bliss, I imagine. Um, that'd be incredible. That'd be fine. <laughs> um, a hangover when you're alone in Spain. Like rough, <clears throat> worse for wear. I feel like this is an American website. I mean, Stax is American, so you might not have. Barcelona. Alone. 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 Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not getting me any closer to the answer. But no, when he punch says line. like alone, it's usually a synonym of yeah, the punchline. By yourself. By yourself. Barcelona. I'm hanging out my Barcelona. Great. <laughs> close. Hanging out of my Barcelona. What do you call a hangover when you're alone in Spain? Barf alone. <laughs> oh. Oh. Nothing about East That's making me feel sick. Final question joke for you today. Sige, what does sex on the beach and American beer have in common? Um, Sex on the beach and American beer have in common. I think the joke is he's not talking about the cocktail. Yeah, he's talking. What's he talking about, Sid? He's talking about full penetrative intercourse by a body of water um, with loads of sand. Right, right. Punchline again, Starks. What does Sex on the Beach and American beer have in common? Well, we know about American beer; it's considered a bit fatter, weaker beer from the rest of the world, isn't it? I like think it's going like, to be like a yeah. Spurs. Ah, like a rhyming one. Yeah, like one's a Coors Light. Yeah. The other's... <laughs> Full bunch of two cents. Yeah. One of them's Bud Light. We'll get there with this. The other's Bud Bite. <laughs> it's normally like a Spoonerism, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's like a Spoonerism. That. One of them is... Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> the other one is Pop and Blue Balls. By the sea. Yeah. yeah. Good. But <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> that right. What does sex on the beach and American beer have in common? Both are f- <laughs> <laughs>
fing close to water. Yeah, it took us a while, that one. Bye, Sass. Anywhere near the main event. Main event time. Ron Breaker and Carmelo Hayes versus Pretty Daily. Uh, They coexisted because they re-respect each other so much, and that's the thread here, even though are they worth the respect? Judging by the body of work, I'm not sure. Follow me at M. Sidgwick. Uh, pretty deadly look pretty decent start off with working over it's called pretty decent <laughs> it's in baby face and they're just good people they help out that's pretty decent come on Hayes fights back uh, Breaker gets in there for a nice standoff with pretty deadly it all kicks off I did like the bit where Breaker helped Hayes run up the turnbuckle and then just hoid him across the mm. ring onto them uh, they clear the ring and stand tall to go to a break when we come back uh, Breaker gets over to get the hot tag to, to Mellow comes in uh, there's a nice spot where he sits on the middle rope and suplexes Wilson on top of Prince. Um, but he gets cut off and they work him over. Another hot tag, this time for Bron Breaker, who's a house of fire, runs in, chucks pretty deadly around with suplexes, pulls down the straps on his singlet, yells out, jumps off the top rope with a flying bulldog to get a two count. Uh, there's almost a spot where they can't coexist. Breaker uh, and Hayes almost collide into each other. Um... Carmella Hayes gives uh, Wilson a code breaker. Um, breaker hits a spear, tags in Hayes. Hayes comes off the top rope with his flying leg drop. Nothing but net. One, two, three. They celebrate. They can coexist. Uh, and post-match, there's a little moment where Carmelo Hayes uh, doesn't really want to hand it over straight away, but he gives the NXT Championship, for now at least, to Bron Breaker ahead of their title match a week on Saturday. Just so much respect between these two men, man. <laughs> and they've earned every bit of it. 45% of the time. Every goddamn bit of it. They will give you their blood, their sweat, and their tears. This is all right. Like, genuinely, some of the bits in it. Like, I like that suplex spot as well. Identified as well. But, I don't know. Like, was this better because Mello and Bron are sometimes better in tag matches where you can get the benefit of hot tags, where you can get the better benefit of double teams and all the extra... All that great stuff without the bits between the great yeah, stuff. Yeah, the stuff that tag matches can offer you mm. against, like, really great bumping working heels that pretty deadly are as well. So as much as I enjoyed this, again, to sort of reiterate the point from the opening promo, I just think it's a really ineffective sell of a match. I think I just think they've failed... Because they're telling a big lie, and they're thinking if we tell it loud enough, people will just believe it and buy it. And I don't think it's going to feel true. The match has got to hugely, hugely over-deliver on the night. I just thought it was really interesting uh, that for years now, we've had can-they-coexist storylines with some of the biggest stars in the women's division of (laughs) WWE, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair and Asuka, uh, take your pick, basically, in recent years of this storyline just being used as a lazy way to get to a title match. The one time some men do it, they get it right. Yeah. That's WWE for you. Sure is. That old, that old WWE. Uh, Matt- oh, women secretly disguise despise each other, Renee. <laughs> Joey Lawler, <laughs> you old... Um, I was going to say something libelous there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, massive stand and deliver ramifications on this show. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling <laughs> podcasts. Uh, we'll be back a little bit later to preview AW Diamond. Um... <laughs> But for now, this is the NXT review. Bye, Adam. <laughs> Thanks to the Dadly Boys, to Stax, to the Elephant, the Cow. Thank you for joining us. We're quiet this week. We'll see you soon. Yeah, they're not over anymore. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.